We will eventually be in Romans chapter 12. Sunday nights, we're doing a series on our theme for the year, Believe to See. And as a reminder, our theme verse this year is taken from Psalm 27, 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And how prophetic this verse has ended up being. My original intent was that we would believe to see the continuation of the momentum we were experiencing as we entered 2020. That God would just go ahead and blow the doors out of this place. It was evident we had outgrown this building. The place was full almost every service. I told the deacons at our last meeting I was editing a sermon from 2019 from a Sunday night series. And I almost was moved to tears. You could tell the place was just jam-packed. And look at it tonight. I missed that. I missed that. So we went to two Sunday morning services to accommodate the growth in which we were being blessed with. It was my personal prayer that by Labor Day we would see both of those services full. But God had other plans. Little did I know COVID-19 was on the horizon and that it would disrupt our day-to-day lives. Now, I'm thankful we have seen many people return. Some just can't be here yet. We understand that. Our numbers are slowly rebounding. But I sure miss having everyone gathered together in one place. It's God's design. I wouldn't give you a nickel for this small group junk that's sweeping our country. That's not what Jesus bled and died for. Jesus bled for the church, the assembling of the saints. And I miss it. It's God's design. While I was led to our theme verse for reasons which have not yet materialized, I have preached in a previous sermon in this series that I believe we need to keep our vision upon the original vision, the original intent, the original direction, that we don't need to give up on that. I still believe God's going to bring it to pass. I believe that. But as I said, our theme verse ended up being very prophetic. As you can see on the banners back there, I'd only taken a portion of the verse to really focus on. But this verse in its entirety is exactly what we needed this year. And given all that has unfolded in 2020, we still have five months left. (laughs) Yeah, amen. It would be easy to faint along the way. David said, I had fainted unless. There was something which kept him from fainting. I had fainted unless. What kept him going was his belief to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Obviously, there are seasons in life and in ministry when it becomes more difficult to see the goodness of the Lord as perhaps we saw Him previously. What do we do in these times? We just keep believing to see. We keep our faith in God's goodness. And church, I want to tell you tonight, let's not give up. Let's not faint. Now, You should be in Romans 12 by now. If not, I invite you to turn there where we will find our text tonight. We're not going to focus on the entire chapter, but this whole chapter is so good, I want to read it to you. Romans chapter 12 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophecy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. It's such a great chapter. It just continues into chapter 13 there. But the last time we met together on Sunday nights in this series, I talked about the need to see the past. That we need to see the past. As we're looking forward for the goodness of the Lord, we must not forget what God has done for us in the past. We need to see the victories of our past because they can help our faith along the way as we're going forward. The same God who gave us those victories in the past, He's the same God who will be with us now and in the future. Amen? He's the same. And what I would like to do tonight is I just want to take a moment to talk about our present. Our present. And while it may seem as though I'm rambling at times, bear with me. I just want to share my heart with you. Like I said, I was actually meaning to say some things this morning, but it just kept going and going and going, and here I am with a sermon. So it's not probably the best put together, and I'm not going to do a whole lot of preaching. Aren't you glad? Just stay with me here. Let's not forget to see the present as we look to the future. Through this series, I've talked much about the future. I've mentioned the past along the way as well. But while we're believing to see, I don't want us to lose sight of now. And I really hope I haven't painted a bleak picture of our current situation. If I have, it was never my intent. Because we are presently a very blessed people. We've been blessed in that we have not had to close our doors. We're blessed to live in South Dakota where we have a governor who stands for our United States Constitution. And I wish all governmental leaders would take their oath more seriously, more literally. We're blessed people. 
not just because our church has been open and not just because we live in the great state of South Dakota, but we're ultimately blessed because we serve a risen Savior. And He's in the world today. I know that He is living no matter what man may say. No matter what, we're blessed to have a Savior who bled and died for us. We're blessed that we've been justified, that we've been sanctified, that we've been reconciled, that we have been redeemed. We are saved. I hope all of you are saved. Maybe some are not. You can get that right at any time. You need to call out to God for salvation. Nothing can change the fact that we're saved. That's enough right there. That no matter what happens in this present time. And we serve a God who can't be anything but good to His children. We would not be a church if it were not for Christ. He bled, He died, He rose again for the church, His bride. And as such, He takes church personally. We are His body. He takes Liberty Baptist Tabernacle personally. He's interested in our service in Rapid City and the surrounding areas. He wants us to be blessed more than we want to be blessed. This year, the church in America has seen persecution, albeit light persecution in comparison to the early church, but persecution nonetheless. And I want you to be assured that the Lord takes notice of the sufferings of His body. When Saul of Tarsus was persecuting the church, the Lord appeared to him on the road to Damascus. And the Lord asked him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Not why are you persecuting the church. Why are you persecuting me? The Lord takes His church so personally that when it's under persecution, it's as if He's being persecuted. He takes it personal. Our Lord is well aware of what is taking place in America. And we're far blessed than those in the Middle East and China and other places. He's aware. He's taking it personally. And we're blessed to have a God who cares where we are at presently. So while we may look at the present situation and at times be tempted to faint, may we never forget that our Lord is personally feeling the effects of what is taking place. And if He would appear to some of our governmental leaders, I believe He would ask them, Why persecutest thou me? But despite this attack upon the churches, would you not also agree with me that God is still good presently? Let's take some time tonight to see the present. Would you look with me at Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5 again? For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. If you go to our church's website, you'll notice verse 5 is quoted on our homepage. We are a functioning body of believers. And no matter what circumstances may change in the world, nothing is to disrupt the fact that we are to be functioning as a body of believers. Even if we can't all meet in the same place, we are still to be functioning as a body. The church has always been an assembly. 
but it has never been a building. God doesn't dwell in buildings made with hands. I know some churches that are doing ungodly things in the name of God in the church building. It's not the building, it's the people. Listen, we the people are the church of the living God. And while we completely understand that we would not have Liberty Baptist Tabernacle if it were not for Christ, we also know we wouldn't have Liberty Baptist Tabernacle if it weren't for people. It's kind of embarrassing if I hand my card out and say, Hey, I'm Pastor Brooks. Where do you pastor? Liberty Baptist. How many of you have? None. It takes people to have a church. We have many members in one body. We don't all have the same office. But we all are integral to the body functioning as it ought. You are all integral. Everyone, every one of us. Now, some of you are out of town, but understand what I mean. All of you that are Liberty Baptist Tabernacle, that's who I'm speaking to tonight. We are one body with Christ as our head. And we're trying to operate effectively in this present hour. I said this morning, it's good to be back. I've yet to go away and not miss my church. That's a good thing for a pastor. Somebody said, when that starts to happen, you need to get your heart right or move on. I've loved this church since 2001. It's a very special place to me. It's a very special place for my wife. All of our kids were born here. And I know for many of you, this body of believers has become very special to you. I had a great visit with my parents last week in Tennessee. And it's always good to see them. They spoil the grandkids. And it's a joy to see the joy they get out of it. If I could talk them into having joy in the spoiling me. That Justin guy. You may remember during the pie in the face that, um, was it my mom that put money on you? That Justin guy. <laughs> we'll say more about Justin later. By the way, thank you for the concern you have showed for my dad. Many of you remember earlier this year he was told, we need to get you right away to Knoxville. we got to do a quadruple bypass surgery. And he said, no, he's doing well. He's taking it slow, but he's doing well. And I know he would appreciate your continued prayers. My mom's still crazy. For those who know my mom, you know nothing will ever change this fact. But she's always been crazy, but it's kept her from growing, going insane. I'll leave it there. While it was good to see my parents for the first time in two years, it's great to be back with my church family. We are a household of faith. We are a family. We are our family away from family. Many of us are transplanted here. We don't have family members in the local area, except for some of you now have raised your kids here to the point that we're seeing the next generation come up. And now you have family here. What a blessing. I want you to know I'm genuinely thankful God has led each and every one of you to Liberty Baptist Tabernacle. I say like Paul to the Romans in Romans 1.8, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. For your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world.
There are many places to attend church in Rapid City. But you're here. And I take that responsibility very seriously. And I thank you for choosing to be here. And since God has led you here, He's led you here to serve. I want you to indulge me as I take time tonight to share with you how blessed we are presently. If I forget someone, please don't get offended. There are so many of you who serve in various areas, and some of these areas I'm just going to mention very generically. It's my hope you leave tonight seeing how blessed we are in the present. I want you to leave tonight seeing the present. I'll begin by saying we are very blessed to have our founding pastor still with us. It is rare for a church to be around for 40 years and still have their founder with them. It's a testament to his steadfastness, his love for his Lord. You do not accidentally stay in one place for 40 years as pastor. There are many battles which he had to go through in order to do that. Many of you have been here for most of those. We're blessed to have the founding pastor's wife still with us. She labors in music. It's her life. It's her calling. We're blessed to have the founding pastor's daughter still with us. You may not believe this, but anytime you see preacher's kids in faithful in church, it's a huge blessing. You preacher kids understand what I just said. We're blessed to have our deacons. Harry Lund, Tom Furs, Russ Mack, Larry Brock, Mike Petrocco, and now Justin DeGarmo. And we're going to be voting on one Wednesday night. And that'll be Tim Wells. Jack Dustman is a deacon. I count him more right now as an emeritus. Obviously, he can't be with us having just had a kidney transplant. It would be very bad if he were to get sick. These men have been trusted counselors for me. They serve our church faithfully and often behind the scenes in many ways that you don't see. And you may not be able to appreciate all that they do, but I sure do. Their wives love the Lord. They support their husband's ministry in this local church. We are blessed to have Brother Brett Foley as our printer. He's a man that's truly been sent to us by God for such a time as this. He's given up much to be the printer out there. And I love his heart to reach the unreached. And I'm thankful that Brandon Bockhouse has come alongside to learn some of that equipment under Brett's tutelage. We are blessed to have so many volunteers who work at the press on Mondays and Tuesdays. People of all ages, far too many to list. I'm thankful for all who consistently volunteer on Sundays to roll the press week after week. What a blessing to see our senior saints labor out there. We're blessed to have Jenny Byers and the Furs still with us. They were the ones doing what Mike and Lisa Petraco are now doing. And I don't know if you really appreciate this, but it is such a blessing when another generation comes in and the previous generation stays on. That doesn't happen very often. We're blessed to have the Petrocos currently directing our press ministry. We need to be thankful for men like Brother Petraco. During the last several months, when they could not travel, he put in countless hours getting our live stream up and going training others to be able to work in the sound room. There's a lot of moving pieces to get that done and where it needed to be, and I thank you, brother. 
pray for the Petracos as they leave tomorrow to promote our press ministry. Would you pray that churches are still able to welcome them in as they head east? Pray that the people will hear of the ministry and that their hearts would be turned to it. And then that their wallets would be turned to it as well. It is a ministry of faith. It's all by God's people giving of their own free will. We've been very blessed in that area. Please pray that continues. Pray that churches will see their responsibility in publishing the Word of God. Speaking of the sound room, we're blessed to have Mike Hollinsworth in there. And we should be thankful for the two young men who have stepped up, Caleb and Luke. We are blessed to have the Brocks leading our academy. We need to especially pray for them right now. As you know, Larry's still recovering from his surgery. Darlene's battling cancer. And her fever spiked again today. Pray for this upcoming school year. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be quite unique. We need your prayers. I'm thankful my wife has agreed to help as she can, and other ladies have offered their abilities as well. And I've been praying about the next generation of our academy ever since I got here. I have dreaded that day. But I'm happy to announce that God is presently leading Mary and Tyler Brock back. And if nothing else changes and they still feel the same peace they have now, they'll be here for the school year 2021. That's huge. I'm thankful my wife serves as the secretary. I'm thankful Cindy DeGarmo fills in. We're almost got the transition complete to where Justin is the best pastor. And I think I have something about that later on, brother. But I'm thankful for Cindy DeGarmo filling in. And my wife assists me in a number of ways, too many to list, and certainly I would not be here without her. That's a, that's a fact I would have left about three months ago, four months ago. And I'm here because she has the backbone to slap me across the face and say, man up. <laughs> Why you got to talk to me like that? <laughs> you would not want to be married to me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Some of you know. Uh, I'm thankful we still have three services a week. I'm thankful we set time aside on Wednesday nights for corporate prayer. I'm thankful for Brother Adam Jones directing our Sunday school. And he did a great job getting our Sunday school back up and going. To be honest, I was a little nervous when we relaunched Sunday school because when you have four months off like that, you kind of get used to not being there. When we were in North Dakota, we didn't have Sunday night church too long to get into the reasons why we got to Mississippi and they had Sunday night church and I remember that first Sunday back and we were like uh, we got to go to Sunday night church <laughs> so I know what that's like and I was a little nervous getting Sunday school back online but I was very pleased with the response last week and even more so this week as our numbers increased thank you to all who are faithful to attend our Sunday school hour you're missing it if you're not here and of course, I'm thankful for all of our Sunday school teachers who were more than willing to get back at it. Pam Wells and Shelly Furs in the nursery. The Alstroms for our three to four-year-olds. Cindy DeGarmo for our K through second grade class. The Bachhouses in our third to fifth grade class. 
Mr. Mack stepping up for Darlene in our sixth to eighth grade class, to Karen Williams who teaches our teen girls, Breck Weideman who's now teaching our teen boys during Brother Long's absence, the Chavez is ministering to our young adults, and to Justin DeGarmo for teaching our adult class. And then there are several of you who have said, I'm available to fill in when you need me. Sister Cooper is one of them I see out there. I appreciate every one of you willing to teach Sunday school. We're blessed years ago that Sharon Fogner had the desire to revitalize our bus ministry. We're blessed to have those who have served in that department over the years, many who are still with us, most recently Tim and Brandy Wells. But we're very blessed to have Mike and Natasha Chavez directing our bus ministry. They labor and love those kids. I've seen them pray out there, gathered in a circle, all the workers praying. I'm thankful for Mike and Natasha's heart to reach more people. Tasha will grab John and Romans and go hit the street with or without you. What a blessing. We're blessed to have young married couples, the Wideman's and the Jones, running our bus routes. That's wonderful. What a blessing to have the teen workers as well, Kinsey, Jackson, Caleb, and Luke. I'm thankful for all the ladies who helped serve the children a meal in between Sunday school and our second service. I'm thankful God placed that on Renee's heart. I'm thankful some are faithfully giving financially to that ministry. We're blessed to have our junior church workers. The Bach House is teaching the 3 to 7 year olds and the Wells teaching the 8 to 12 year olds with Caleb DeGarmo helping. We're blessed to have Lisa Russ leading our Patch Club. Pam Wells leading our Pee Wee Club. We're blessed to have Madison helping Lisa and Natalie and Nina helping Pam. We are blessed and we need to be thankful for our music. We're very blessed to have Brother Long leading music and directing our choir. And to all in our choir, I say thank you. We're blessed to have those who sing and play specials. I pray about what God would have them to sing and practice and then sing as unto the Lord. Jeannie writes that schedule, and that's become a more difficult task ever since two Sunday morning services. We're blessed to have an orchestra. I'm thankful for all of you who play in the orchestra, the Mitchell girls. Well, Allie's now 18. I don't know if she's a Mitchell girl. But, um, Karen Williams, Kaylee Long, Grayson when he gets back from his internship. Jimmy Muller, keep praying for him. Grant, Everett, and Mike Sullivan. We're blessed to have our piano players, Jeannie Williams, Danny Hollinsworth, Karen Mahler, Jocelyn Sullivan, Allie Mitchell, Caitlin Reeser. I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting. We have so many piano players here. I'm also thankful that in Brother Long's absence, Brother Sullivan fills in to lead music. And I'm thankful Brother Adam Jones has stepped up to not only lead our music, but to direct our choir until Brother Long gets back. We're blessed to have the Longs here leading our teens. Tiffany labors in prayer for your kids. Ken feeds them the word of God week after week, and they minister to their needs. Pray for the Longs. I think Brother Long's still in quarantine in, at Dobbins in Atlanta. Um, Kaylee's going off to college. 
pray for them. It's going to be a tough year. I'm thankful Brother DeGarmo has stepped up to teach the teens on Wednesday night while Ken is deployed. And I'm thankful that the Whitemans are helping as needed. And I'm thankful they serve as the beginning of our hospitality team. Did you see his teeth on the live stream? That's who you want greeting people right there. They make sure the newcomers are greeted. You get information about our church. I'm thankful that Madison directs our Facebook page, our website as well. Thankful for all of our ushers to whom Lanny heads up. I'm thankful for our nursery department, for Nicole Bockhouse heading that up. Over 30 people make that happen every month. It is no easy task. But I mean to tell you tonight, we have much to be thankful for presently. Right now, we are a blessed people. I'm thankful for all the preachers in our church. Thank God for Mike Collinsworth who preaches faithfully each week at our county jail. More got saved this week. Hopefully he'll be back soon in our nursing home. We understand why that's not allowed right now. But we sure hope this COVID thing will just get on out of here. Get on out of here. I'm thankful for all the men who filled in for me during my absence. Such a blessing to be the pastor of a church where I know I can step away and everything's going to be handled with reverence. That's the problem I see in many churches today. There's no reverence for the pulpit area. What a blessing to be able to do that. I'm thankful you attend, not so much because of the man who's in the pulpit, but because of what you're going to hear from the man of God. A preacher friend of mine, he once moved to a new area, and he joined the church there. And it was a smaller church, and the pastor there had literally for years not been able to take a break. And when this man got here, he realized, I have somebody now that can fill in for me properly, be trusted with that responsibility, and he was able to finally go see his aging parents. And I'm simply saying what a blessing it is to have so many men in the church who are able to step up when called upon. I don't take it lightly pastoring other preachers. It's a great responsibility, but it's also a great blessing. And I'm saying we have something special here. Presently. All of the men who filled in did a great job. Brother DeGarmo talked about the table being set for God's people. Brother Petraco talked about how persecution leads to propagation. Brother Wells talked about how to weather the storms of life when they arrive. Brother Wideman talked about how this is serious business. Brother DeGarmo talked last week about instruction and prayer. Brother Chavez challenged us, where do we go from here? Now, Mike Petraco mentioned when he was in school and they saw a substitute teacher, they knew they were going to have a good day. I don't know how to take that, brother. Was he suggesting that we have no fun when I'm here? Or that I'm boring? Am I that boring? I, did you hear about the mushroom that walked in the church? We don't want your kind here. Why not? I'm a fun guy. But he gave a great sermon. Many commented how good the sermon was, and that's so comforting to hear. I really want to thank Brother DeCarmo, who had the, the task of filling in for all three Sunday morning services. <laughs> That's more difficult than it looks, preaching twice and doing Sunday school 
all on the same day. He's the first one to have that distinction. Thank you, brother. I want you to understand, all these men who filled in, they do so while working full-time secular jobs, being husbands, having families, and yet they took the time to prepare and to feed you. And that goes for all of our Sunday school teachers as well. We are so blessed now. I'm thankful for those who work in our finance office, people of integrity. Larry Brock, Russ Mack, Mike Petrocco, and now Justin DeGarmo. And on the mission side of the house, we're very grateful to have Sherry Mitchell on board. She works hard for our missionaries, saves them a lot of money. I'm thankful for our developing security team. I thank God for those men who are entrusted with carrying a firearm. Thankful for the men who stand at the door to make sure we're safe while we're in here worshiping. Then there are those who are talented with their hands. They use those talents around the facility. Cut grass, do maintenance, beautify the grounds of our building. Those like Russ Mack and Harry Lund. And if you can ever pop popcorn and just watch those two work together, it'll be worth your time. <laughs> Sit there and watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Mitchell, Jared Ostrom, Jeff Russ, Thad Martin, Josiah Bell, Chuck Palmer, Tom Reeser, Breck Weideman, Mike Chavez. And there have been many who have helped in those projects that they have all been a part of. Thank you to every one of you. I'm thankful for those who give financially to this ministry. And by the way, God commands it. We would not have electricity and water and gas and supplies and ministries if it were not for the faithful giving of God's people. We would not have a paid staff without you giving, and I'm certainly grateful for that. I'm thankful for you who are prayer warriors especially those of you whose bodies have broken down and you cannot do what you used to do, but you go to God in prayer faithfully. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for ladies like Billy Cowden. I love your prayer book. Pictures in there. Prayer request. What a blessing. I could go row by row. And I could thank each and every one of you, even those who are not members, and even those who you say, oh, well, I'm not really doing much. You are way more important than you realize. And I don't want you to get depressed if you happen to be in a stage and season of ministry where maybe you're not doing quite as you used to or what you want to do. God's always growing us. He's always maturing us. He's always wanting to take us to higher heights and to greater responsibilities. He wants you to just stay willing, available, and faithful. My dad always encouraged me, just stay available. That's all I did. I just stayed available. I have no schooling. I just stayed available. There's an old saying that the greatest ability is availability. I want you to know he always has room for more servants. Romans 12, 4 and 5 again says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, 
So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of another. We are so blessed in this church. Do you understand how blessed we are presently? Do you see it? We are not in a position where we have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Everybody has their role and they're working as God has placed them here. We don't need to be one of these goofy churches that have 15 different pastors. Well, this is the pastor of our parking lot team. What? I guess you're shepherding cars. I don't know. And, and let me just say something right there, and I hope this isn't out of line. As a pastor, I can tell you it is, we need men. By the way, that's still the Bible qualification. We need men who will come alongside and say, look, I'm not, I'm not gunning for your pulpit. I just want to help. And that's what we have here. We have some men who could go out of here and they could have a church and they could do all kinds of things, but they have chosen rather to say, I know God has brought me to Liberty Baptist Tabernacle and that God has brought me here to serve in this local church. We're many members, but we're in one body. We, we can't all have the same office. We can't all be the pastor. We can't all be the music director. We can't all be the team leader. We can't all be the bus director. We can't all teach a class and do. But we can all have a place. And we can all have a role in the church because that's how God has designed it. I want us to believe, to see the goodness of the Lord. But let's not allow that vision to detract us from what is happening presently, right now, in this present hour. We are blessed. Now, I didn't really preach tonight. Some of you may think a service like this is lacking, but I don't think so. I don't do enough pulpit praise as it is. And I hope no one's offended. As I'm sure I left something or someone out, and someone will let me know about it. Please know that I love you all. I'm extremely grateful that you are here. I think it's good to remind us just how blessed we are presently while we are looking for even greater blessings to come. And while the current circumstances could cause us to faint if we are not keeping our eyes on Christ, we are still a functioning body amid all that is going on around us. And while many in America are not even able to meet in their building right now, and while many have not been able to meet, we are blessed to be able to do both. We're not meeting in the parking lot. We're able to meet in here. What a blessing. This isn't to say we're any more spiritual than them, that we're somehow better than others. We've just been blessed differently in this present hour. May we never forget, because he that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. But hallelujah, we are still ministering. Did you hear what I said? We're still ministering. Now, currently, presently, we are still ministering. We're still printing. We're still witnessing. We're still gathering together. We're still giving. And our God is still on the throne. And He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His work must go on at all costs. 
It's such a blessing and a privilege just to serve God. Listen, we don't get up and say, man, I have to, I have to go teach that class today. I get to teach that class today. Well, I better be in church. No, 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 no. no. It's a privilege that I even get to go to church. It's a blessing. And I want you to know I, I love you all. I'm, I'm grateful to assemble with you every chance we get. It is a blessing to be the pastor of such wonderful folks. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Let's keep believing to see. But let's always be mindful of the goodness that we are presently experiencing. So that does not distract us. Amen. Because if we look so much to the forward, we may forget just how good God is being right now. So I hope it makes sense what I was trying to share with you tonight. I love you all. Let's pray.